Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Low Budget Bitches podcast. Today, we will be discussing RuPaul's Drag Race, uh, season 13, episode 9. And we are back just because last week we didn't have one. Um, we had the special that aired. Um, first of all, how are you, Sam? How are How's everything going? How's life? I'm good. I mean... I'm going to be entering the nine to five grind very soon again. So that's exciting, but also nerve wracking. Definitely. I mean, it, it's a very bittersweet moment, but you know what? You, a girl got to get her check. Exactly. <laughs> we need that monies. Exactly. So um, I guess we could start off by maybe talking a little bit about the special. Did you watch that? No, I didn't. Oh my god! I watched it twice. Actually, I'm crazy. Oh my god! I mean, I saw clips from it. Yeah, it was um, it was really cute. I mean, like, it was cool to see like how they set everything up. It was like everything that you would kind of expect them to do. Uh Um, but I felt like for the first time ever on Drag Race, they kind of like showed us like you know behind the scenes because they don't do that too often. So, like, it was cool to see about, like, how the queens were, like, stuck in their hotel room for, like, almost, like, a week before, like, starting filming. Damn. Yeah. And, like, literally, like, you have no phone. You have no internet. You only have the TV uh, and your imagination. And it's, like, crazy. Oh, my goodness. That's, ooh, that's rough. Yeah. So, there has been, like, a lot of rumbling in the Drag Race fandom that, like, some people were, like, annoyed that they aired the special in the middle of the season. Some people were just, like, you should have aired it at, like, either the end or the beginning. Um, What are your thoughts with that? Were you, did you, like, not care or were you just, were you mad about it? I do not get that pressed about these kind of things, but it does make more sense if they had aired it before the season started as you know little precursor saying like yeah we're following covid guidelines or whatever or even at the end where it's like you know this is how we did this whole season so yeah it is kind of strange that they just decided to just stick it in the middle but i don't really care yeah i'm on the same boat as you i'm somebody that like doesn't really like i'm not too pressed about it like there's a lot of people like oh my god like this is the eighth episode and we still have this many people how on season eight like by the eighth episode it was top four but i'm just like i really don't care like i'm somebody that like i'm happy about the content that we're getting i'm not gonna complain exactly also, apparently, it's because um, they're trying to drag up the season because apparently Celebrity Drag Race, that w- that also airs, like, after U.S. Drag Race comes on. And apparently oh, yeah. that was canceled. Oh. Or, or they're just not, like, I don't know whether, like, it was because of bad ratings or because, like, it's hard to get celebrities during COVID. Uh, but I think apparently for that reason, they're, like, dragging on the season for a longer time. True. Alrighty, so I guess let's get into this episode. We finally arrived at the Snatch Game episode. Do you like watching the Snatch Game episode? I love watching them. They're like the best. Like it's so pinnacle of Drag Race to just separate the tops from the bottoms. All the drag queens also know that. They're just like, if you do well, you're pretty set. And it's just iconic to see all these impersonations. 
I agree with you. I'm somebody that, like, I remember when I started watching Drag Race, I wasn't a huge fan of the Snatch Games because I was just like, man, like, they're all right. And I'm somebody who's always just, like, I'm a huge fan of, like, any kind of design challenge, any kind of, like, makeover challenge. I love those sort of things. But that being said, over the years, I've started to like Snatch Game. But it is very, like, I, I completely agree with you what you said. Like, it really separates the tops and the bottoms, like, in the entire competition. Like, you can really see... Um, sometimes some people mess up. Sometimes some snatch games end up being really shitty. Um, but this one was a good one. I liked this one. Yes, this one was really good. And I'm, it's a change of pace because I watched season 11 recently and whoo, that snatch game was a hot mess. Mine is the hot and three times the mess. Who who are some like the st- the top people from that one? Because I don't remember that snatch game because it's not memorable. I couldn't even tell you who the top was because <laughs> I that season was just so horrible. Yeah, pretty bad, pretty bad. Yeah. Okay, so let's get right into it. Yeah. Let's go. Um, so let's talk about each one, but then we'll also for each one we'll kind of talk about if they had a conversation with RuPaul that oh, aired yeah, on yeah. the show. Um, okay, so first of all, we have Simone doing Harriet Tubman. What did you think of this? Let's let's rate each one out of ten. Okay. And okay. like tens being like perfect, right? Yeah, ten being perfect, yeah. I would give Miss Simone an eight. I agree. Yeah. It was good, but it wasn't like amazing. Yeah. Um but I, I liked I liked what she did. And, her, you know, her thought process before the Snatch Game when she was talking to RuPaul was interesting because she was just like, you know, this is a historical figure, uh, very prominent in the Black community. And so it's kind of like you have to be careful. But at the same time, it's like if you're going to be the character, then you should just, like, you know, go all out. So I thought Simone did a good job at, like, like being funny, but also, like, not, like, taking it over the top. Yeah, I thought she was good. She was mostly Simone, but she also had the Harriet Tubman um, elements. So, you know, obviously Underground Railroad and then just in general being um, Black activists, essentially. Yeah, I loved... Uh, RuPaul was just like, who would you want to play you in the thing? And uh, he was just like, Jennifer Lewis. And she was just like, no, not Not that that white person. And And then it was just like... Oh, never mind. I was thinking of Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> I died. And honestly, even though she messed up, like, actually, like, that wasn't part of the character. It felt like the character as well. Because yeah, I agree with like, that. That mistake worked out for her. Why would Harriet Tubman know who the fuck any of these people are? Exactly. I agree with you. I love that. Um, okay, so the next person was Got Mac playing Paris Hilton. Uh, what did we think of this? Oh my god, 10 out of 10. Yeah, at, at the beginning of the workroom when they were like all talking about like who they were going to be and Gottmik was like, I'm going to be Paris Hilton. I thought it was going to be like one of those things where like, you know, when someone doesn't do the worst, but someone doesn't do the best. I thought Gottmik was going to be like in the safe category with this performance. Because right. I was like, I don't know, like with Paris Hilton, like I feel like it's also like very played out. Like, you know, a lot of people like mimic her and stuff. But I think Gottmik did such a good job at that. Yeah, I mean, right from the jump when she had like the regular voice and then she said that the cameras were on and she switched up the voice, I was like, yes, she has this in the bag. Yeah, that was pretty legendary. That was that was a good thing. And she looked just like Paris Hilton. Like, did. It was such a good makeup job. I know. I was like, wow. And every time like, Gottmik um, 
did the thing with her tongue like she like licked her teeth or whatever that was like such a like parasism i feel like even though i don't think she does that in real life it just yeah felt like paris yeah it was it was good because it was like funny but also it I was know. all very strategic and like thought yeah. out so i liked it definitely a 10 out of 10 for me um alrighty, so let's move on to rose who is mary the queen of scots i feel like this is kind of becoming like one person always does this in the season now i'm starting to feel i don't know like like i can't go off of like specific references and give examples but like i feel like it's becoming a thing when like somebody does a historical figure and it's kind of good because like you can kind of make it however you want it to be yeah definitely you can basically make up their personality to be more funny but you can also mm -hmm. insert you know their isms and like you know historical facts uh so i thought she was probably a seven and a half, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I want to say around that too. Um, I think the accent and like just saying random stuff just made it come off funnier than it probably was. So, yeah. Yeah, it's I like when she that. started speaking and then towards like the end of her sentence, she just started to say gibberish because of the accent. I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. It was, and like the the look and everything too. Like, yeah, I feel like um, Rose did a really good job of transforming herself for that. Mm -hmm. um, okay, alrighty, let's move on to Tina Burner, who was Richard Simmons. This one was probably like a six and a half. I mean, it was kind of like a forgettable performance. Um, the voice was pretty spot on. I feel like, and the look was fine. It's just that I don't think she had too many like jokes. Yeah, I agree with you. I would say like around like a six or five for me because it's like it was all right. Like you performed the character, but it wasn't something that like made me laugh. Mm -hmm. And I felt that with her and then we'll also talk about Candy next. But I felt with her and Candy, they got lucky kind of in a way that there were other queens that were like much worse than them. So they got to be safe. Yeah. Moving on to Candy. Candy being Patrick Starr. What did you think of that? Okay, so my thing with drag queens like candy is that whenever they do impersonations i feel like they're always just essentially being themselves and picking a character that's similar to their personality so they're not really impersonating anybody because they're already similar to them and so i've never watched any patrick star videos or anything so i have no idea what his isms are or how he speaks yeah. um so I just thought, okay, Candy's playing Candy. And I didn't really think it was, like, anything to talk about. So I would give it a six because she did eat that banana. I agree with you. It. I've watched a few Patrick Star videos, like, here and there. Um, and it could just be that, like, you know, their personalities are kind of the same. But it also just, it really just came across as Candy just being Candy. And I felt that Candy's lucky. Candy is a very funny person. Um, so Candy can like kind of like go off of like and being witty. So I feel like for Candy it kind of worked out because it's like, I feel like if she had done any other character it would have been really hard for her. Cause mm -hmm. I don't think that she's like an actress. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I feel like in this situation it worked out because it's like the personalities were so similar that she could have just been herself and just been saying jokes as herself, which I think she feels comfortable with, right? So um, again, she's somebody that I probably would, 
I would give her like a four out of ten. Um, mm. I felt that again. She got super lucky because the next few people that we're going to talk about um, were terrible. Yeah. Um, so speaking of uh, going off to uh, Olivia, who was Tabitha Brown, she did such a bad job at this. I know who Tabitha Brown is. And, like, I've watched her videos and stuff like that. And, oh, my God, like, after the Snatch Game was over, like, I came up with my own impersonation of her. I'm not going to do it right now. But, like, okay. I was just, like, she did so many wrong things. Like, that's not who Tabitha Brown is. Really? Wow. Because, um, obviously, she did bad, in my opinion. Yeah. But um, I obviously didn't know who Tabitha Brown was when she was talking to Rue. Uh, and I thought it was kind of, like risky to do somebody that's not super super famous but at the same time it's like when rue said like yeah you know since she's not super famous you can kind of inject a little bit more yeah um, of your own creativity or whatever she just didn't have anything yeah it was also just that she was like stumbling because it's like when she was asked a question she just didn't know how to respond back and i think for that like to have full character development for the snatch game like you have to be able to like answer a question right off the bat and like embody that character so hard that you're able to like know what to do like tabitha brown so i know her from like buzzfeed videos uh and i think now she like makes her own videos or whatnot i don't i don't know but like her like vibe is more so like it's kind of like a southern mother mm. it's kind of just like but also like she's a vegan but also just being like you know if someone says something you'd be like you know like you teach them a lesson with every single thing that you you respond back to and she came across as just like a vegan airhead which was like okay. nothing like tap of the brown so i was so mad that was like a one out of ten for me yeah definitely one out of ten yeah um okay so moving on to denali who is jvn this was pretty good. This was pretty good. I was surprised. Um, I thought Denali was going to fall flat and that she was only going to, you know, have the look down, but like not the personality. But she really killed it. I think as JVN, she <laughs> she had like the craziness and just injected even more kookiness into the JVN persona. And I really yeah. enjoyed it. And every single time she did like a hair flip, I was was dying. I also was on the same boat as you. I thought that it was going to fall flat um, because I wasn't sure how it would go, but she really embodied JVN. That was so funny. And my favorite part was when I think RuPaul asked Rue, who was played by Elliot, a question about something. And then, or or I think like Rue, the character Elliot, like said something to yeah. JVN and JV, like Denali had like a really good thing to say back about like yeah. the buttered buns or something like that. It would, that, that was like witty. And I was just like, that's good. You have to be able to do that. Exactly. Um, oh, wait. So how much would we rate JVN? I would give it like a seven out of 10. Seven oh, and a really? half out of 10. I'd give it an eight. Okay um alrighty so the next one was a really bad one Elliot with two t's playing rue from golden girls I, I i'm sorry i don't know the last name of this character i'm not a golden girls person um but this is bad yeah i love golden girls i've watched it oh <sighs> this is so disappointing i was like i mean i wasn't really surprised because it was Elliot with two t's but <laughs> i mean i thought she i thought maybe he would surprise us and like be good but obviously not. Um, this was straight up like negative five out of ten. 
it was so flat and she thought she was doing something with the you know i love a good man with her southern accent or whatever but that's not the character and she's not just like a hoe that's like thirsty for men so i'm just like do you even know did you even watch golden girls like what yeah and i even felt that like when rupaul during the workroom was just like i've seen golden girls like every episode like 25 times that's when you should just be like you know what maybe i should do a character that like i very well know because like this is like if you don't get it right rupaul is gonna know right off the bat exactly Alrighty, okay, so the last queen on the Snatch Game was Utica as Bob Ross, and oh my god, this was bad. I love Bob Ross. I have watched so many of his videos. He's just so calming, paying little, little trees, happy little trees. Um, and yeah. when Utica first spoke, I was like, what the fuck is this voice? This is not calming yeah. whatsoever what in the world this was literally also this was a negative 10 out of 10 this is worse than freaking elliot because at least elliot she had like the look and like you know the accent and the voice maybe no jokes utica no hair the face was like meh whatever the voice out of left field and zero jokes yeah, and I think the thing with Utica is that she takes stuff very, like, um, analytically slash, like, seriously um, when it comes to stuff. Like, so, kind of, like, uh, rewinding to the beginning of the episode, well, the mid of the episode, um, when RuPaul's doing the walkthroughs and um, Utica presents this uh, afro mm-hmm. that she made out of squirrels and she didn't want to wear an actual afro because of cultural appropriation. Like, my whole thing with that was just, like, then don't do the character. Exactly. If you're so uncomfortable. Yeah, Yeah, pick someone else. And then also, like, at at the beginning for, like, a second, I was just like, oh, like, you know what? Like, I I do appreciate that, like, she's saying this. But then, like, someone was just like, but Bob Ross is white, and he has his afro, so it's like, it is what it is. And I was just like, that's also a valid point. Like, it's just like, just just wear the afro. If you're going to do the character, just do the afro. Like, the squirrel thing just did not look cute at all. Like, that would have been cute and campy for, like, a runway. But, like, for actually playing a character, that exactly. is it's kind of dumb. Like an impersonation. Mm-hmm. And the beard was so off, too. Like, the beard was so sharp. Exactly. And I'm just I like, like what? what? Have you seen a Bob Ross video? I'm so curious. Like these queens, their thought process when they pick a character and they're modeling their look. It's like, yeah. what reference picture are they using? Because, wow, it's way off base for me. Yeah, I I didn't understand it either. It was so bad. The characterization was so bad. The voice was so bad. Um, there were no jokes. Like, I feel like Utica, this is the time where, like, Utica should have been a really kooky character because that's who Utica is, right? It's like, this is the one time you need to be over the top and campy and you're choosing to do a very relaxed character. It's not going to work out, even if you did it well. Literally, I just thought of a character. I don't even know if she would know this character, but I think she would be really good. Remember Lunette, the clown from the Big Comfy Couch? Yes. I feel like Utica could play that character very well. Is that, do people in America know Big Comfy Couch or is that a Canadian show only? It might be a Canadian show. 
I feel like it's just a Canadian because I feel like Canadians like we had like the weirdest television shows. We like, but like we, it was only us that experienced those. I know, but yeah, that character. I feel like Elliot, not Elliot, Utica would have fit that character. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm trying to think of like other like crazy people that are out there, but um, yeah, could have done someone better for me. It's also like that was like a negative five as well. Okay, so before we go on to the runways, um, there's a little kerfuffle in the workroom um, between Utica and Olivia Lux. Oh, yeah. So apparently after the Snatch Game, Olivia Lux and Utica were talking and Utica said, oh, girl, like you did like pretty good and whatnot. And then when Rosé, not sorry, not Rosé, when Denali asked Utica in the workroom when they were getting ready for the runway, oh, like who do you think is going to be at the bottom? Um, Utica mentions Olivia and Olivia hears this. And she's just like, um, what's going on? Why is my name being mentioned? And you literally told me that I did good. And now you're telling someone else that I did bad. So like, what's the deal with that? What are your opinions on that entire situation? So when I watched it, I was like, wow, Utica's being so shady. But now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, this is par for the course. If you have a friend that did some sort of performance and they asked you at the end how they did you'd probably be like, yeah, you did good, girl. Even if they didn't, like, I mean, I don't know anybody who would actually be like, yeah, you did really shit. Like, right after the performance telling them. Like, even I wouldn't do that. Yeah, I think this was kind of like a lose-lose situation for Utica because it's like, if you would have told somebody right after the performance that, like, oh, yeah, you didn't do that great, that's kind of bitchy. Mm-hmm. But then, like, in this situation when, like, she told her that she did, like, pretty good and then she's now telling Denali that, like, yeah, I think she's at the bottom. Like, it can't, obviously we can see why that comes across, you know, like, two-faced slash bitchy. But it's, like, exactly what you just said. If you had said it right away to the person, then they would have been like, um, how dare you? That's so rude. Um, especially if you're, like, kind of friends with them. So... Exactly. I did feel bad for Utica in that situation. Uh, and I feel like some of the queens were, like, actually, like, kind of happy that that happened because, like, Olivia's, like, her divaness is starting to come out. Right. Yeah. Um, okay, so I guess let's move on to the runway. So category is uh, Fascinator. Mm-hmm. Fast, whatever, whatever way that RuPaul said it. <laughs> like. Oh, yeah. You know, there's always a crazy way that they say it, but it's fascinators, which are like crazy big hats. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's start off with Miss Olivia Lux. What did you think of this look? I actually really like this look. It was kind of fun, creative. It was a different take on a fascinator. Well, not necessarily different, but I just liked the fascinator itself. I thought it was a really fun look. I agree with you. Um, I The minute I saw this look, I was just like, this is going to save her from the snatch game. Yeah, exactly. Uh, because it was pretty creative. It was cool. It had like a concept going. I really liked the fascinator. Um, and I feel like it's kind of like different from her exactly. previous runways. And that's the thing with her though, like that I will say, like she really has been switching it up every single time on the runways. Like last week, I think she did that ball, or the last episode, she did that ball look, which was so beautiful. And then in the past, we've seen her do like some campy looks and stuff. And then this was also like campy, but also like, cute and like fancy so i really like this Mm -hmm. it's a toot for me (laughs) same little toot um okay so let's move on to miss rose dressed as a giant rose with roses all over her 
Okay, see, my problem with Rosé and her fashions is that, for some reason, a lot of these runways, she really likes to cover up her body and, like, not give it a shape sometimes. Like, I know that she's cinched in this outfit, but all the ruffles just make it seem as if she's not. It makes her seem very boxy, in my opinion. So that's my only mm. gripe with this outfit. Other than that, I really do love the, you know, namesake, the rose uh, for Rosé. Yeah. And I love the ginormous rose on her head. Yeah. I actually, like, the minute, like, she did the thing where, like, she put her head down and it was, like, the giant rose, I was just like, oh, my God, this girl could have done such a better way of this. I wish that she wore, like, a green bodysuit and then on her arms had leaves so that when she did that, it would actually look like a giant rose. Because this didn't make sense because it's just, like, it's, like, a giant rose on your head. And when you do that, it's just, like, a rose and then roses. So, like, if she had done that look, it would have been, like, on the actual plant you know like yeah. i don't know she and that way won. She, she could have because that was a really cool concept you know uh exactly. and it would have been able to show her body as well but it was just like i don't know her looks just really remind me of like i feel like i don't know how old she is but i feel like her looks make her look really old yeah like exactly yeah, all of her looks make her look year old woman trying to hide body fat that she doesn't want people to see and it's like she has a good body and she could really be doing a lot more but she chooses not to so it's kind of disappointing it is um alrighty so let's move on to miss utica dressed at dressed in gingham um with a picnic basket on her head i thought this was pretty cool but also like it was a meh at the same time really i like this one it was cute and campy I love, like, the little ants on her leg. Um, the only part I didn't really care for was the puffy arm. I was like, okay, that wasn't necessary. But overall, I like this look. I think I'm just, like, now, like, becoming Michelle Visage with, like, just a bodysuit. Mm, oh, my gosh. I don't know. <laughs> but at the same time, I did, like, the ants. And I loved the fascinator with, like, the the food or whatever, like, kind of, like, hanging out a little bit. Uh, I thought that, that oh, was pretty was dope. It was oh, what was bees. it? Oh, was it? Yeah, she said that. She was like, I have little bees coming out of my basket. Uh, okay, okay, okay. I don't know why I thought it was like food or like cutlery just like coming out, but <laughs> it was cute. It wasn't like the worst look, but it, was, it wasn't the best look. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's move on to Miss Simonier with her all white look. What did you think of this? When she first walked out, I was like, wow, giving me regal realness. Yeah. And then when she turned around and had a message, I was like, wow, this is powerful. Good for Simone. It was beautiful. And I think something that I think had she done a look that exposed her skin again, I think that this time we all would have kind of been like, "Mm, we're kind of overseeing like, you know, like looks that don't have too much material but like your skin i think what is beautiful you know it looked really great in the first few runways but i think had she done it again we would have gotten tired from it so i really appreciated that she did something like very regal and yeah that message was so beautiful and the fact that it was like all like with like rhinestones or whatever like stones like it was it was so beautiful 
so good. And oh, her makeup looked so good. She did it very differently this time. Yeah. Uh, and like, I, I don't know if you, you probably didn't watch Untucked again. No. <laughs> but like when she sat down and took off the fascinator and you got to like see like her face close up, it was really beautiful. So love her. She She's the winner still in my head. <laughs> I know, same. Okay, so let's move on to Got Mick with this leather um, pin look. Safety pin. I like this one. This one was a fully realized theme. And I love the commitment. And I love that ball sack of blood. Stoned blood. Yeah. This was beautiful. This was like the, the fascinator part and like the blood. Like that really was just like... That just like looking at that part of the thing, I was just like, she she's she has to win this challenge. Right. And it's just like the creativity and like the details, even in the outfit itself, just impeccable. Yeah. yeah. And again, with her, I wanna also say like it's nice that like she has like that white makeup, like that's like her signature look, but she she ha- doesn't do it all the time. But like this time around she got to do it again. So I'm glad that like, you know, we were able to see that. Um, alrighty, so the next person was Denali as a waitress of a diner with a uh, coffee being put into a cup as her fascinator. What did you think of this? It was campy, but it was also kind of basic to me. Yeah, um, I think that had it not been with the ro- rollerblades, mm-hmm. it would have been like super basic. But True. I think the rollerblades made it extra. But I loved that fascinator. I thought that that was so like cool and she probably like thought of that and was just like, okay, I have to make a full on look with this. Like oh. I have to do something. So I liked it. Um, okay. So Elio to tease this was bad. It was a choice. I will say I do like the fascinator. I thought that was a very fun feather moment, but the rest mm-hmm. of the outfit and the hair was not good. It just, I mm, no and Mama, no. I, <laughs> I mean the fact that Michelle had to like kind of rationalize and explain like oh you know I didn't get it at first but then oh it's like a flamingo and that's why you know like half the body or whatever is covered I was like okay I see you and I see the theme but it's a no for me. No, this was complete garbage. This was terrible. Um, if you're going to do a look, you need to make sure that people can understand it right off the bat um, <laughs> rather than like someone having to explain it. I also found it like weird that Michelle liked it when she understood it even. Like I was just like, even after understanding the concept of it, it's trash. Like it's such a bad look. Like the fabric... Um, that's covering her arm and leg. It just looks like limp and it looks as if she just added it on last minute. The hair with like that blunt pink dye. Ooh, it just looks so bad. It was terrible. And her makeup, the fact that she like didn't have any like lip product on and had it more of a I don't know, cake face kind of thing was not the right choice. Yeah, I um, it was a terrible look. 
that the minute she came out on that, I was just like, someone sent her home automatically. Like, right? Mm-mm. Um, okay, so going on to the next look, Miss Tina Bernard. This was also terrible. <laughs> but are we surprised? No, I mean, we can't really be surprised at this point. Her fascinator was so just bulky. I know it's a freaking horse head, but it just seemed like she got it at Party City and just plopped it on her head. Um, her proportions are so weird. Like the fact that she has such a large collar and she doesn't try to either even it out with having bigger hips or just making the collar smaller. I mean, the poofy shoulders too. It's just all wrong. It's so bad. This look is terrible. And I saw a TikTok recently where somebody um, who lives in New York City was, I think I sent it to you, but it was like them talking about how Tina Burner is such an amazing queen, like in the clubs, like she's amazing. And even Candy, this episode was saying that, you know, um, that Tina is like a top queen in New York City. But over here, she's just not performing well. And it's it's unfortunate, but it's just like, I guess that's true, right? Just drag race just isn't meant for some queens. Some queens are just better off, like, you know, doing their thing in the exactly. clubs. Exactly. Um, and I think Tina Burner is one of these people. And it's like, I understand that she's probably like really talented because we've heard that a lot from other people and other queens from past seasons as well. But this look is just so garbage. Like, it's like she went to like the dollar store and got these things. And that fabric, too, like, what like and it's like i just i just don't understand it it's like if you're supposed to be like what so she was supposed to be like just a horse that won um so like in america they have um the uh what do they call it like the derbies or whatever so like competitive horse racing and so she's basically one of the horses that wins and um they usually get like a flower rose wreath put on them and then they have like their blue ribbon and stuff like that so that was her concept she should have done like what nina bonina does and become a horse like like had she done that the look would have looked a thousand times better i mean commit to it and go like nina bonina level okay like that's it yeah, I guess. But um, need this look. Like, I didn't understand if she was like the person who rides the horses, the person who hands out the awards, the person who just works at the stables, or if she was actually the horse. Like I stand it for a while because I was just like, why does she have a horse on her head? But then she has the wreath thing around her. But since she's so she is the horse, but there's a horse hat on her head. Like it, it, it just didn't make sense to me. I know. Um. Okay, so Miss Candy Muse in Houndstooth, um, and her fascinator was um, just a giant sign that said Muse. Um, what did you think of this? Bob the Drag Queen would be proud of this Houndstooth. Um, I actually liked the dress. I liked um, the way it moved, especially when she spun around. Uh, the fascinator was just kind of um, low effort. I mean, she spelled her mm-hmm. name with feathers. Not that creative. And it was it was kind of like um janky because it was kind of like you could tell that it wasn't like like whatever wire she might have used wasn't like the strongest hold. Um 
I didn't like it. I kind of thought that this was like an afterthought kind of dress where it's like she came up with a dress and then for like this challenge, she was like, mm, what should I do? Okay, you know what? I'll just get like a fascinator with like my name on it in the same fabric. True, yeah. You know, it didn't feel like a fully realized look. But again, she was one of those queens that it's like your dress isn't as bad as some people uh-huh. on this runway and her performance wasn't as bad as some people. So she got lucky. True. Um, alrighty, so I think that is all of the looks. So who's your top toot and who's your top boot from all of these? Top toot? Mm. It's between Simone and Gottmik. I cannot choose. They were just both yeah. really beautiful, but I would choose Gottmik just because of that little red ball sack, bejeweled ball sack. Fair enough. And your boot? Hmm... There's a right answer. There's one right answer to this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say Tina Burner. I know. Okay, I guess that's fair enough. <laughs> I know you wanted me to say Elliot. Yeah, you know what? Okay, so for my top uh, toot, I'm going to say Simone. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was beautiful. And then for my top boot, I would say, you know what? Like, it's... Either Tina Burner or you are sorry, Ellie with two T's, but I'm gonna go with Ellie with two T's because that was just like disgusting. Okay. Um, alrighty. So um there was one small thing that happened in Untucked. Okay. Um that I just want to bring up. Um so basically the whole Utica versus Olivia thing came up again in conversation as we expected. Um and apparently some of the queens were saying that Utica is a different person off camera versus on camera. Oh, shit. Yeah. We got some more Laganja. Yeah. So I think what it is is that um, what they were saying is that she's kind of like a little bit like ruder or harsher, a little has more attitude off camera. And then on camera, she comes across as a very nice person. Um, and so basically Rosé talked about a specific instance where they were having dinner, um, all of them all together, and um, Utica opened up her binder that had her other like uh, library shades for the queens that she didn't get to say, and she started reading them out loud. And Rosé was just like, we were all eating dinner peacefully and like you had to like open up your binder and say all these like shady like reads for us that you never got to say. And it just kind of felt like it was like, we're just all trying to have a peaceful dinner. We're all so tired from the day. And so the fact to even just like have to like hear these now when we're all not in the mood for it was kind of like rude. That is not surprising. I feel like Utica is one of those queens where she's just like... If she wants to do something, she's going to do it. And if she doesn't get the chance, she's going to do it some other time. Yeah. And you know what, though? Like, she did, like, she, watching that Untucked 2, like, she's such an avoider personality when it comes to conflict. And I feel like I'm the same way. Or she was just, like, she didn't know, like, how to handle it. But she did apologize. And she did say, like, you know, like, I'm sorry, guys. And um, even, like, some of the other queens were just like, yeah, you just, like, just be yourself all the time. Like, you don't, like, just be consistent. You know, that's all we're asking for. We're not saying that you're a terrible person. We're just saying that, like, you know, on and off camera, just be the same person. You don't have to, like, mask whoever you are, you know? Like, if you're if you're a shady person, then just be a shady person all the time. Like, there's no fault to that, you know? It's just about being authentic. So, I mean, 
she did say also she's like having a hard time when it comes to like you know like getting along with them and she really wants everyone to like you know like like her and stuff so i don't know it's a tough place but i don't i don't think that she's like as bad as like people like laganja in past seasons you never know you never know that that is very <laughs> true um and yeah so honestly that was like the only biggest thing that really happened in untucked okay it wasn't really anything else um so I guess let's just fast forward to Rue's decisions. So we hear that Gottmik is the winner of this week's challenge. Yeah. Uh, and then the bottom two are Utica and Elliot with two T's. Were you surprised with this? Were you? No, I was relieved. So- I was like, finally, finally. Got, uh, what's her face? Elliot is going to leave. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I was very excited about this too. I would have been really mad if Olivia was in the bottom two because I think that Olivia did bad in Snatch King, but like not really. Actually, no, she did pretty bad. But um, the runway really saved her and she's done really great in the past. So it's like, I feel like sometimes you have to kind of like think about that too. Like, what are your opinions on that? Do you think that when judges are for every single episode, they should be just considering like the episode that they're watching or like that happened or like previous rankings too? I mean, I said this before, I'd rather have them just consider what they did in the episode rather than the history. Fair enough. That's true. I feel like when you get to like top five, maybe that's when you should start considering like people's like past history and stuff. Cause that's when it gets to like a point where you're just like, okay, we're about to go into like the finale very soon. So it's like the people in the finale should, I, I personally believe that the people in the finale should be people who have like done really well throughout this show. But that being said, we have seen in very, previous seasons that there's been people who have been safe the entire time who end up in the top four. Karen there's been people who pardon? Oh yeah. Michael. Karen Michaels. But Karen I thought Karen Michaels deserved to be in the top four. You did? Actually excuse actually no, I would have rather had Miss Cracker in the top four. Exactly. But we're referencing season ten for for the for the listeners who might not have watched that season. Okay, if you um, watch that season, you shouldn't even be listening to us. Like what are you doing? That's true. Season 10 is my absolute favorite, I will have to say. Exactly. I've watched episode one of season 10, like, at least 10 times. What the fuck? Because, because I don't know why, like, I love seeing everyone's reactions to each other, because I feel like that's, like, the best part of, like, Drag Race, like, on the first episode when you see everyone. And the fact that in season 10, so many people knew so many other people, like, Cracker, Monet, and, like, now that, like, we watch or listen to uh, Sibling Rivalry a lot and, like, know, like, that whole New York scene stuff. So it was so crazy that, like, now I get to, look, we get to, like, watch season 10 again, and it's just, like... Oh my god, like Yuha, Miss Cracker, Monet all knew each other, so close to each other, and they ended up on the same season, which is like wild. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, going back to this episode, um, so they did a lip sync. Um, who did you kind of think was better in the lip sync? I don't care who was better. Elliot needed to go home. I feel like Utica could have done shit, and I still would have been like, Utica did better. She deserved to stay. Stay. Yeah, I mean, I thought that Utica actually did a really great performance in that lip sync. Yeah, she did do good, thankfully. Yeah, and I think even, like, Elliot's, like, vibe, Elliot kind of, like, I feel like Elliot knew that Elliot was going to go home. Yeah, it was her You time. know? It was, like, you could just, like, tell in the energy level, too, like, on the, when they were doing the lip sync, that, like, 
Elliot was kind of like just over it. Um, but I'm I'm finally happy that Elliot has gone home. I know, like she stayed on way too long. Way too long. But at the same time, there ha I mean, yeah, I think that I would rather have like I wish Tamisha was still on, but like uh Elliot went home that episode or whatever. I know that she wasn't in the bo- bottom two, but like I, I felt that like Elliot should have gone home very early in the season and Tamisha should still be here. I mean, Lala Ree should have been here. Like, <laughs> I knew you were going to say this. I knew you were going to say this. <laughs> I mean, she lips, didn't she lip sync against Elliot and Elliot eliminated her? I think so. Yeah, she should have fucking stayed. I know, but that dress really just didn't. Oh no! Wait, did I'm like so confused now? Did uh did Lala Ree leave on the episode with the with the ba- bag dress? No, right? No. no, that was on that episode. She lip synced against Joey um, J. Joey J. And Joey J went home. What, what episode? I don't remember which episode she went home again. Oh, with the hair. Oh yeah, the Mardi Gras beat. That one. It is what it is, Samantha. I'm sorry that you know you're still sad about the whole Lala Ree situation, but Lala Ree will probably Lala Ree will be a great contender on an All Star season. Oh my God, she would! I pray that she's on the next All Star season. But they did say that All Star Six was already like in production. Yeah, they already shot it last summer, right? So it's like she needs to be on number seven. I've um kind of going off topic, but um have you like kind of heard who's on All Star Six? No, I have had no spoilers. Really? Okay, wait, I'm gonna bring it up. <laughs> okay. Spoilers ahead, listeners. Well, these are this is not like confirmed, obviously. Oh yeah. I wrote All Stars and Basketball came up. Yikes. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm like, no. <laughs> Masculine. Okay, so the rumored contestants are um, I'm just going to name them and then we'll talk about our opinions about okay. this. Uh, Akiria from season 11. Uh-huh. Eureka from season 9 and season 10. Um, Ginger Minch from season 7 and All Stars 2. Jan from season 12. Jiggly Caliente from season 4. Pandora Box from season 2 and All Stars 1. Raja O'Hara, season 11. Scarlet Envy, season 11. Serena Chacha from season 5. Silky Nutmeg Ganache from season 11, Sonique from season 2, Trinity K. Bonet from season 6, and Yara Sophia from season 3 and All-Stars 1. This is a terrible cast. Oh my god, that is... We got Silky and Raja all in one season. Okay, first of all, I feel like anybody from season 11 does not deserve a second chance. That season was a dumpster fire. It was so bad. Yeah, it's one of the worst seasons in Drag Race history, in my opinion. I don't exactly think any of them deserve a chance because they were horrible. Um, Raja O'Hara, she's a fucking cunt. She was so mean on her season for no goddamn reason. I hated her so much. She definitely was entertaining, but it was like it wasn't the best, and it kind of just like her. Her anger was coming out of just her own insecurities, which is, like, the sad part about it. Um, I don't know about Akiria. With Akiria, I was shocked that Akiria made it to the top four um, of season 11. Like, she coasted by and got there. 
Like you were talking about Cameron Michaels before. Um, Akira did not deserve to be in that top four. I know she didn't. Uh, Eureka, I did not like Eureka. I hated Eureka. She. No offense, but I know other all stars have also made it to you know the top three in their season and you know come back for all stars. But I feel like we should make an, a rule that if you've made it yeah. to top three, you can't go on all stars because I feel like it's not necessary. Really, I think the it should be the inverse. I think that to qualify to be on All-Stars, you have to have made it to like at least top five. Because I'm, okay, so here's the thing. I think that All-Stars 1, obviously, we don't talk about. We don't care for that. All-Stars yeah. 2 and All-Stars 3 were the only All-Star seasons, in my opinion, and actually All-Stars 5. Those were the only seasons of All-Stars that I felt that it was truly All-Stars. That the cast was actually people who like, were widely liked and were widely popular. Um, they did really well in their season, but unfortunately they just didn't make it to the top because of various reasons or they were in the top and they did like people like in season, All-Star season two, like Alaska, Katya, iconic people, All-Stars three, Shangela, Trixie, BB, um, Thorgy, like iconic. And then All-Star season five, like um, Jujube, Miss Cracker, Shea Kool-Aid, like iconic. But like All Stars four and this now All Stars six, I'm just like these people aren't All Stars in my opinion. Yeah, that's true. That does make sense to have more people that made it farther compared to like people who went home first. Um, because now it just feels like it's just like oh, like it's not an All Star season. It's just RuPaul Drag Race take two. Like true. you know, maybe that that's what they call it. The second for chance. These people. Yeah. Yeah, second chance because it's like you're not an all star. Like, I don't like Serena Cha Cha. What the fuck? This, this is the first time I'm here. I thought she quit drag. I thought she wasn't doing drag anymore. I know. And um, out of this, like, the only person that I would be rooting for is um, Trinity K. Bonet because I thought I loved her on season six. I don't even remember. Even her. though she did, she did shitty on all the challenges, but the lip syncs were iconic. The only one that I'm rooting for on that one is Ginger Minj because she was hilarious. But okay, here's my next question for you. Do you think people who have already been in an All-Star season deserve to come back for another All-Star season? Oh yeah, which season With of the All-Star? Exception of an All-Stars one. Which All-Stars was she on? Ginger Minj was on All-Stars 2. Oh. I mean, maybe it's because like the producers, they like they just can't cast anybody. <laughs> Because honestly, like, from this alleged list of potential people, it seems as if they're scraping the bottom of the barrel. Well, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's kind of just like, okay, like, if somebody didn't do well on an All-Star season already in the past, with the exception of All-Stars 1, because I feel like those queens definitely do get deserve to, like, try again for this because the concept was so different the show was crap but for all stars too it's like if you were already on and you got the chance to like i love ginger minge but it's like what more can you show us or like this is just the producers trying to like get this person to win it's like oh yeah just come back until you win that's true you know yeah i don't know but i mean i really hope this list isn't isn't accurate <laughs> Because I probably won't watch it because I don't want to see Silky Ganache again, okay? Like, I don't need that in my life. Yeah, I think if this um, 
thing is true and it will probably be true because like a lot of the rumors for all-stars are usually like true um i'll probably like only stick to watching like the recap shows oh yeah same because like i still want to know what's going on but i i don't think we'll we'll cover it on this pod yeah i'm not going to dedicate like an hour of my life to watching these clowns exactly i think it ends up being like an hour and a half oh yeah because they like incorporate their untucked into that um okay well alrighty so this i guess wraps up our episode today do you have any final thoughts yes i do um the mini challenge uh with tina burner shaking her ass will forever scar my eyes like i cannot recover from that site um second when fast forward it uh <laughs> i didn't watch the mini challenge i was just like fuck the mini challenge true it was so unnecessary second um i thought it was hilarious when tina was talking to rue about her character she was like i was gonna do jennifer coolidge and rupaul was just like you know a lot of queens do jennifer coolidge for their audition tape i don't remember yours <laughs> that was so funny Dang. i love that that was amazing. I loved that moment too. So yeah, those are my other thoughts from the episode. Who do you think uh, will be going home next? Ooh. Or who do you want to go home next? Who do I want? I want Tina Burner to go home. Yeah, I think it's. I think now that like we're really like getting down to like a smaller amount of queens, I think I personally want to see Tina Burner go home next. And or Candy Muse. I love right. Candy. I'm starting to really love her. Like I feel like she really did a, a 180 with her personality and stuff. Um, like at the beginning, again, I've mentioned this a thousand times on the pod, but like at the beginning, I thought she was like very like silky, like giving those kind of energy and th- that kind of vibe. But now I really, really like Candy. But that being said, I think that her looks and her like she just doesn't perform well on the challenges. And both her and mm-hmm. Tina, I think, are like really talented queens like on their own for having their own personality and being their own person but i don't think that they can they don't they don't know how to like design stuff and they don't know how to like be other characters properly exactly i think in the drag race realm it's just not their strong suit yeah and this is a pageant you know this is like the biggest drag pageant so it's like you're just if you're not good at everything you're just not going to be able to get to the top exactly Alrighty. Okay. So, um, yeah, that's it for today, everybody. Um, make sure to follow us on social media. So we have an Instagram page, which is at the low budget bitches. And also make sure to rate us on whatever platform you listen to us, whether it's Apple podcast, Spotify, we would love to, um, you know, receive a review, a rating from you folks, just so that we know exactly what we can possibly improve on. Um, yeah, we'll be back next week. Bye everyone.